Hello everyone, Konnichiwa. This is Carl Anime Scholar. This podcast is designed to make your anime manga life better. I'll explain the meaning of the Japanese language, the culture background, and intentions of the creators and animators, and everything for those who don't speak Japanese. I wanna know more about my favorite anime and manga. I wanna understand the author's intentions. Oh, I wish I could understand Japanese. I'm gonna make this podcast for you, the overseas fans who feel the same. If you listen to this while watching anime or manga, you can enjoy it 120%. This is the concept of Carl's channel. So for this time, I'm gonna start the podcast about the Jujutsu Kaisen anime. But I apologize for the delay in making the podcast. I'd like to do it faster, but it's taking a long time. I'll try my best to get more podcasts out to you guys as soon as possible. By the way, how was your weekend? In Japan, September 18 was a holiday called Respect for the Age Day, so this weekend was 3 day off. A lot of people went on trip, and I went for a drive with an Austrian brothers I met at Tokyo Video Game As, a game cafe in Akihabara that I usually use as a co-working space. They've been traveling Japan for 3 weeks and they said they were tired of the city and wanted to go to the countryside. So I took them to Saitama Prefecture, an hour and a half of drive away from Tokyo. In the car, we talked about our country while playing anime songs and Austrian music and so on. And there is the Kadokawa Museum in there, a museum of Kadokawa Corporation, one of the largest publishing company in Japan. It is a cultural complex that combines a library, an art museum, and a museum. So I took them to there. They were particularly interested in the library there. There are massive number and variety of books on shelves and you can read anything you want. There were also some English books. Also cafes and restaurants there so you can spend the whole day there. And if you like the architecture, it is well worth to visit. The building itself was designed by a famous architect named Kengo Kuma and it's very unique. He said that he wanted the museum to rise from the earth or pierce the depth of the earth and it really does look like a magma rising from the earth. The inside of the building is also very unique with intricate bookshelves like a labyrinth of knowledge. The bookshelf theory is especially photogenic and will surely make for some great Instagram photos. If you are tired of the Japanese city life, I suggest you go there. And then we play the golf afterwards. There are many golf driving ranges in Japan and they will even lend you clubs. None of us had ever played the golf before but we could play without bringing anything. It was so cheap cause you can play for around like 1 cent per ball and we had a lot of fun. I have some pictures on my blog about it if you are interested. And if you wanna go there, I can be your guide too. Send me a direct message if you are interested. Or you can meet me at Tokyo Video Gamers in Akihabara. I'm there almost every day. By the way, if there was a tour of anime store in Akihabara, 
Would you want to join? Please answer the survey. Anyway, I had a great weekend. And let's get back to Jujutsu Kaisen now. Spoiler alert! This channel contains spoilers. It is made for those who watch the anime, read the manga once, and then wanna know more about it. I highly suggest that you listen to it while opening the manga or watching the anime at the same time. I hope you will find them more interesting and you will learn about the effort and awesomeness of Japanese creators. This time I'll talk about Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2 Episode 32. Finally, the Shibuya incident has started in anime. Especially the Yuji and Gojo's battle was mind-blowing. But did you notice that there are a lot of differences between the manga and anime? There are some things in the anime that are changed from the manga to make it easier for us to understand. If you have noticed this, yeah, you are great. But I think some of you haven't, so I'll explain them in detail. Differences between anime and manga, the new voice actors, the creative ideas of the anime. I'll explain these things as I follow the anime from the beginning. Are you ready to watch episode 32? If you haven't seen it yet, please watch it on Crunchyroll or something. If you're in the car or on the train and can watch the anime right now, listen to it as you recall the scenes. Then watch it again when you go home. I will post the images and references on my blog, so please check them out. You will discover something new. So let's go! Jujutsu Kaisen Episode 32 Episode 32 begins with Gojo arriving at Shibuya Hikari. At 2038, Gojo arrives at Shibuya Hikari Shinx's basement 1 and walks over people's heads. The sound effect when he walks is funny. In the manga, there is no description of any sound, but in the anime, there is a funny sound like boing boing. Then around 1 minute, the scene switches to Yuji, Mei Mei, and Ui Ui. They're at the Aoyama Cemetery, which is about 2 km away from Shibuya. And this will be Ui Ui's first appearance. His voice actress is Yuko Sanpei. She acts both in Naruto as well as Uiui. Her voice is perfect match for his cocky personality. I think it's perfect. And Uiui loves Mei Mei and this is emphasized more in the anime. For example, around 1 minute 10 seconds, Uiui puts a pink handkerchief under Mei Mei when she sits on the grave. This is an original depiction in the anime. His sister love is increasing in the anime, isn't it? They then head to Meiji Jinguma Station. Meiji Jinguma Station is also 2km away from Aoyama Cemetery, so they travel that distance by running. Around 2 minutes and 20 seconds, the scene returns to Gojo's battle. Gojo encounters Jogo, Hanami, and Choso, and the opening begins. After the opening, the scene returns to Yuji again. Here is the creative idea in the anime. In the manga, Gojo's battle is shown first, followed by Yuji vs Grasshopper. But in the anime, it is switched. I think this is better. In the manga, the scene changes from Gojo's battle and Yuji's battle, then Gojo's battle again. 
but it is easier to understand if you watch the scenes straight through. Maybe that is why they changed in this way in anime. Shibuya incident arc is complicated, so it's very kind of them to make it easy to understand. At around the 5 minutes and 20 seconds, Yuji, Meimei, and Uiwui arrive at Meiji Jinguma station and go inside. Then Yuji encounters Grasshopper. In the scene where Yuji encounters a Grasshopper, there's a difference from manga, which is the sound of a Grasshopper eating a human. In the manga, it makes a crunching sound like bori bori. This is a sound like when you eat bones. But in the anime, the grasshopper is saying musha musha as it eats. This is an onomatopoeic sound used to describe eating. But it is a little strange for the grasshopper to say that sound by itself. Perhaps it shows that the grasshopper is joking around. And the voice actor of this grasshopper is Kanuka Mitsuaki. He also did the Japanese dubbing for Pooh in Christopher Robin and Patrick in SpongeBob. I guess he's good at voicing these kind of characters. It's a great match, isn't it? The scene around 10 minutes 30 seconds is interesting. When Yuji identified the curse spirit as a grasshopper curse, the grasshopper was upset for 8 seconds. Why did Mappa spend so much time on this scene? This is almost the same amount of time when Miwa and Mekamaru stood there without saying anything in episode 31. Crazy and funny that they spend the same amount of time on this scene. Of course this is in a good way though. The title card is inserted and the narration about the grasshopper begins around the 11 minutes. The voice actress for the narration is Yoshiko Sakakibara. She's a legendary voice actress who's narrated many news programs, in addition to playing Kushana in Naushika to the Valley of the Wind. Her serious voice matches the narration of Shibuya Incident. The battle between Yuji and the Grasshopper starts at around 11 minutes 40 seconds. This battle is so fast and powerful. The camera angles make it feel even more speedy. It is a 4-armed versus 2-armed battle. Despite the fact that Yuji has only 2 arms, he's not defeated by the Grasshopper. In fact, it looks like he has more arm than that. It's like a Gomu Gomu no Gat Ring in One Piece. Looks like that, right? Then Yuji's battle ends around the 15 minutes and 20 seconds. And here's another anime original scene. After Yuji defeats the grasshopper, he puts his hands together and prays over the dead body. This scene shows how calm Yuji is. When he defeated Eso and Kechizu before, he helped them to get together with their siblings. He's so considerable of others and very kind. That's why I can't stop crying when I imagine what will happen to Yuji after that. After the Mahito scene, Yuji joins Meimei again. They go further downstairs and reach the station platform, but it's too late. Yuji calls out to a civilian sitting there and the scene turns back to the Gojo's battle. Around 16 minutes and 40 seconds, after Gojo talks to Jogo, the recreation between Fake Ghetto and Jogo begins. Fake Ghetto explains Jogo when Gojo struggles. 
Gojo gets weakest when he's surrounded by non-sorcerers, and Mappa represents it with the soap bubbles. Look at the scene around the 21 minute. There are small soap bubbles surrounding the large soap bubble. Then, at the 22 minutes point, the soap bubbles fall on the ground and break. So I think this represents Gojo. Gojo is weak when he's surrounded by non-sorcerers, and eventually, he gets sealed. Bubbles are beautiful, but Mappa puts a very scary meaning into them. Episode 32 ends with the bubble breaking. It's so scary ending, isn't it? Let's go back a bit and look at Gojo's battles. There's another anime original direction here. It is Choso's slicing exorcism. In the manga, Choso attacks Gojo while killing people, but in the anime, he doesn't kill anyone. He just attacks Gojo. Why this change happened? I think this is because Choso is gonna join us. Choso is on Gedo's side just because it is convenient for his brothers. He was not particularly motivated and did not need to kill anyone. That's why Mappa changed it in this way in the anime. Also, Jogu and Hanami's domain amplification animation was excellent. I wanna see how this changed when Sukuna uses domain amplification after that. That's it for this podcast. How was it? I believe your understanding of episode 32 has deepened. Stay tuned for more podcasts about Jujutsu Kaisen's anime and others. And please tweet with hashtag KylePod if you have any comments or questions. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.